You're tuned in to the Lone Star Lowdown, your favorite sports podcast where we're talking professional, college, and fantasy sports with your hosts, Ty Henderson, Shay Holt, and Corey Guidry. All right, we're back with the Lone Star Lowdown. This week we're talking uh, big week in college and NFL football. NFL starts this week, starts tonight with the Rams playing the Bills. Uh, also have a big-time matchup between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. And uh, we'll be talking about the Longhorns' highly anticipated matchup against the Alabama Crimson Tide, who will be here on Saturday. Uh, I'm Shea Holt. Ty Henderson. We're here with the Lone Star Lowdown. We'll be bringing it all to you. Uh, thank you for listening. I just want to encourage everybody to check out our social media platforms. Um, we're on Instagram. What's our, what's our, give, give us the socials, Ty. Uh, I think Instagram is just the Lone Star Lowdown. Uh, Twitter's Lone Star LD. And no, I, well, no, I, I think, think Lone Star LD is the Twitter. If you look up the Lone Star Lowdown on any social media platform, you will be able to find us at this point. We're getting big, y'all. And definitely look us up on TikTok. We've got a lot of good content coming out of, on TikTok. It's our, putting our most effort into that social media platform, it's the Who platform thought? Of, the, of the future. Who would have thought? We'll also, uh, you know, looking forward uh, this weekend, this Sunday, we'll be doing some live streaming uh, on NFL Sunday, especially during the Cowboys game, uh, you know, a big-time matchup on the anniversary of 9-11, never forget. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll be watching that, um, keeping up with things, and, um, you know, doing all, you know, just having, having ourselves a time with football being back. Uh, it's we, been a we long were, off season. Uh, we were both lucky enough to get tickets to the Alabama game, which was surprising. I didn't think I was gonna be able to make it this year. Yeah, I was a little bit worried. Um, and then uh, I had a buddy uh, let me know. You know, he was gonna sell them for a lot, but we went to that first game, and I think he got a little you know, excited. And you know, I, I don't think he would miss this after you know so much anticipation. Uh, you know, shout out Big Daddy Tickets. Um, you know. Get you, get you any uh, Longhorn uh, events, any tickets to any Longhorn events you might need. Uh, Big Daddy tickets got you covered. Hell yeah. Well, do you want to get into that game? Start. Yeah. Uh, Where should we start? Well, um, yeah. Let's. What's, what's, so today I was listening to the radio, and I got goosebumps. And it, they were, and it was Chad, it was Chad and, and Isaiah on the horn. You know, they were talking about how everyone in the city at this point is drinking the Kool Aid. The, the 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 burn orange Kool Aid, and they think that, uh, I mean, everyone thinks that we're gonna win at this point, and I and I agree. I've drinking the Kool Aid, and before this week, I thought we were gonna get our asses kicked. I'm still not very confident, but I believe there's there's a there's some belief there now. What about you? What do you think? I uh, I agree and disagree. So what I'll say is that I feel like everybody on the radio, maybe you know, maybe the radio personalities are talking about more about the people. But I feel like everybody on the radio, everybody on Twitter, you know, on social media. Well, definitely, like, on at, no one on the radio is going to risk their, I mean, not risk their career, but they're gonna not going to put themselves out there to say Texas is going to win. No one on Twitter, everyone's just bashing us at this point because everyone hates Texas on Twitter. Everyone hates Texas that isn't a Texas fan. Yeah, and, uh, you know, people were giving the Longhorns a lot of um, flack for playing ULM, like, 
like every team doesn't play a glorified scrimmage. You know, back in the day, they literally that game that's written in the schedule is the first game. It was literally like an optional scrimmage. Like if you lost, you didn't kind of like to in de- high school. You didn't even have to declare it as a fucking game. Well, yeah, in high school, I, I remember every year we would play Cedar Park. Who we, it wasn't on our official schedule, but it was like two weeks before the season really started, and it was everything but a real game. You know, we kept score. There was four quarters. Yeah, and you don't have to declare it if not. It's like it's like an optional game. Either way, every team does that, except for the few schools who get a big-time matchup week one and get highlighted. Um, but most of those schools that did have that last week are playing a cupcake this week. So it's not, every, it's not like every there's – no, there's no team in the NCAA and D1 that doesn't play at least one inferior opponent per year. Everybody's wise to what's going on in the college football schedule. Like, you know, just how you build one out. It's no surprise. Nobody has three badass teams no on their three, non-conference. Three Alabamas on their... Unless you're like a small school like Mercer that just gets passed around and has to play them all. Um, but I, we digress. Uh, so, you know, I've been hearing a lot of people, you know, acting like, well, if it could just be a close game, all this. And, you know, I just hate that rhetoric because I don't think it's like the winning mentality. I think it goes, goes against everything. Like, like, why even fucking watch the game if you've already conceded that you probably no, will lose if you're walking in dkr on saturday afternoon or before noon you better have it in your mind that we're going to win that game yeah if, if, you're just, if you're going to the game you better think we're going to win and you better root like we're going to win yeah i mean i definitely uh you know i think we're going to win and it's not because i think the longhorns are a better football team i don't think you know there's maybe a very you know, couple aspects of the team. Like, maybe we have a better running back. I don't know. You know, I'm sure Alabama's got some fucking horses in the stable uh, that I'm unaware of. Uh, but, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we've got a, a you know, I don't know. We get the home field advantage. <laughs> that's, that's that's one thing going for us. Yeah, we have that. Um, maybe we have the better kicker. You know, I don't know. I don't. I doubt it. I just I just am going off of like <laughs> historically Alabama not being able to kick a field goal, but I, they've probably rectified that like they did the quarterback position. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a faith uh, um, pick and belief. I mean, that's what a lot of sports fandom is, but it's not crazy. Like you know, thinking the Longhorns are going to win, believing that they will win. It's not like this outlandish fucking out of nowhere, could never happen, Appalachian State versus Michigan kind of prediction. That's that's how what people are saying, though. It's that, yeah. that bad. And yeah. Vegas has it at like 21, 21 and a half, 21 points right now on the spread. Yeah, but like what was it last year against Oklahoma? Don't get me wrong. We lost that game. It wasn't it wasn't close to that. Okay. Well it's never been that bad. We've never is this like the, the most we've ever been favored to lose by? I mean, I'm sure it's it's been worse, but in recent memory, since I've been noticing lines, this is the most I've ever seen. Yeah. Really, like against Oklahoma, it's usually like 10 and a half. Just because it's a rivalry game. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of like uh, when like LSU came in, or not LSU, maybe uh, LSU USC was, or some you, shit. I mean, LSU wasn't, they, I mean, that's the year they won the national championship, but they weren't the LSU that we know today at that point in the season. Yeah. That was the closest game they played all year, actually. Oh, yeah, totally. It was It was the national championship in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, LSU just kept winning. Uh, we lost there. Uh, so, yeah, like going into this game, uh, you know, if Alabama loses this game, uh, I don't care what the fuck they do. I don't care if they beat every other team 100 to zero. They won't be the national champion in my mind. Uh, you, you know, at this point, I've, I've made my opinion clear on that. In my opinion, this is the national championship. It's getting media attention like the national championship. And, you know, 
I'm I'm cross because at one point it's like Alabama doesn't care about this game. It's just you know it's a non-conference game. It doesn't matter they to care. them. They and care. you know, well, yeah, let's yeah, we're gonna get to that. Uh, but you know, there's all the it, they could still just lose this game and win the still win the national championship on paper, right? Yeah. But like on the other side, it's like well, Alabama doesn't play like road non-conference games. Not what they do. They play occasionally a um, neutral site game in like Atlanta, uh, but they don't just or go. Dallas, yeah, they don't. Like that. They don't just go on the road and uh, into a you know a hostile environment and and play a legitimate program. That just never happens. I think Nick Saban's literally done that like t- three times so far in his career at Alabama. I think if you actually go and look at it, they're always you know if there's a big time uh, non conference game, it's either. A neutral site or a home game, and uh, so I think that's going to be different. Uh, you know, they're coming. You know, there's a lot. There's like I think I heard uh, 13 players from Texas on Alabama's roster, which is a good number. I heard that on the radio wait, wait, the other day. 13. Oh, 13 Just from the state, of, from Texas. state of Texas. Okay, yeah, I got so, you. That's so, a lot of guys. Yeah, that's a good portion. That's less than I expect, honestly. Yeah, but I mean, they get a lot of kids from Alabama, Florida, Georgia, and and uh, Louisiana. You know, those are the kids. And all over the, yeah, all over wherever this. they want, really. Yeah, the, obviously the big, t- the big time places, but um, so you know, I think it's, I think there's a lot going into this game, and Texas has been, obviously, uh, you know, some people would say cursed since they last play Alabama, and have really fallen off, and I think a lot of people are looking at this game as a chance to rectify those wrongs, yeah, rectify that curse, and you know, knocking off the number one team. Uh, While we're on, I'm I'm actually excited. We are unranked, though. I feel like that gives us a better shot. Yeah, going in, no expectations from anybody except hopefully inside that locker room they believe they will they will win on Saturday. That's the only way they'll win. And you know, uh, it's it's just not you know you you play a very controlled football game. Like you limit turnovers. If you have you know, I ideally obviously I'm I'm about to go over all the things that would just win any football game you don't have any turnovers but if you do have a turnover you don't give Alabama a short field like that's imperative you don't let them score quick off of some you know obviously a defensive touchdown a would blocked be blocked punt yeah blocked field goal anything like that can you, you got to be great in the punting and the special teams you can't miss field goals you can't drop punts you can't uh, have kickoffs go out of bounds you can't you know allow kick returns you know past the 40 you can't do any of those things. And those are, you know, obvious things, but like you start simplifying the ball game and if you can just eliminate all those things that would trip the Longhorns up, then it could potentially, you know, you bring it down to like, yeah, we need to run the ball for four yards a carry. You know, like it's not a crazy I that, stat. I think that will happen. Yo, yeah, I mean that's that's very potential. I'm not worried about the offense. Yeah, and the defense we need to you know, we I don't think we can get into a shootout with Alabama. But I think that's the only way. So, I mean, I just think you have a controlled game where you try to control the clock as much as you can. Um, you know, try to have long, sustained drives. Keep the defense out there as long as you can. If offense is going to be your advantage, and you know, uh, basically just hope for like a a big play on the defensive end on the defensive side, man. Like like a blocked punt, like we saw last week. Alabama had a punt block last week, really, by Utah State. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, uh, uh, 
what is what, Bryce Young? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was, I think, 18 for 28, which isn't, you know, an incredible completion percentage, I guess, at Utah State. Still had 100 yards rushing, and I think, like, he had a, he had a, he had a, he had a you know, he had a great game, but he wasn't, you know, uh, he didn't have laser like precision uh, passing the football. Uh, he's a guy who likes to move around the pocket, you know, um, glide around, if you will. And, uh, you know, we'll take his second and third options. And if we can just limit the big plays, you know, the fucking the deep ball touchdown, not just get burned um, in any respect, uh, then, yeah, simplify the ball game. Uh, you know, try to do our best at the line of scrimmage to just run the ball consistently. Take our shots when we have them. I'm sure Shark's got Sark's got something drawn up. You know, maybe some sort of trick play Sark or just the Shark, just something. You know that he. Hey, can, he said he's had this this uh, game plan ready for over a year. Yeah, something he can dwell on from his time at Alabama, knowing that coaching staff, bringing a lot of that previous coaching staff over with him. You know, this team's and a lot of players. This team's going to know Alabama probably better than any other school would uh, at this point, and you know, just. Just try to do their best, and yeah, like, do I think Alabama's the better team? Of course they're the better team on paper with better athletes and, you know, uh, a, a, probably a better coach. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's not about that for me, believing the Longhorns are going to win. It's just about hoping that we can not have those critical errors and that we can make a couple plays, steal a couple possessions, and yeah, uh, win the football game. It's not unheard of. No, no, not, I don't think it's out of question. Uh, who do you? What are the top three players that you think need to be on their A game for us to win on the Texas side? Um, obviously, our uh, star players, which you know, at this point, it's Xavier Worthy, Bijan Robinson, Quinn Ewers. Um, you know, those are the guys on offense, um, on defense. You can only have three well, on the whole team. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, okay, I'm going to take that's Bijan. Not, that's not the game we're playing. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think anybody, I guess, okay. All right. I think I'm, I'm going to take Quinn Ewers. I'm going to take, um, uh, Overshawn and, uh, Bijan Robinson. Okay. I like it. I'll take Quinn Ewers, Ryan Watts. Big time Watts. I think he needs to have a big game. And I'll take Cam Williams or whoever whoever's going to be going against Will Anderson most of the game, which I'm sure they'll line him up everywhere. But Yeah, they, uh, they'll throw probably a lot of complex packages and blitz schemes up at us, but I, I hear what you mean. Whoever's got to take him. He's really I, the O-line in general. He's, uh, I, you know, I personally believe he's probably the best player in this ball game, if not in all of college football. Um, you no, know, the Alabama. So Craig Way had a um, interview with the Alabama play-by-play guy, and he said that Will Anderson's the best player he's ever seen come through Alabama. Was he's it the real? Was it the real like uh, Alabama talking guy? Yeah, he said it was. Uh, it's the best one he's seen under Saban. I think he said it was uh, Dare. Uh, no, he said it was Will Anderson. Okay, okay. This I thought was, it was. This was like yesterday. Ah, I thought I. I think I might have heard the radio thing too. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I just thought that. Uh, what was that guy for Kansas City? Derek Thomas. 
I thought I heard him say Derek Thomas was the best he'd ever seen, but that but that Will Anderson was up there ahead of everybody else in the Saban era. Well, no matter but what we might he have heard, said, we might have heard he, different he's a interviews. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved the interview. I caught it, and it was, it was like nothing you would hear in the Austin radio market. No, not at all. Well, you want to get some final predictions um, score-wise? Yeah, I believe I said 31-21 uh, Longhorns. Um, yeah, I don't think Alabama's going to be able to kick a field goal. Uh, it's, you know, that's kind of high scoring, but not really for a college football game. And yeah, three touch, four touchdowns and a field goal for the horns. I'll go 38 to Alabama to Texas is 42. That All right. Pretty high scoring. Yeah, that will, that will be a great game. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. All right. Hell yeah. Well, we'll definitely get y'all some, like as soon as we can content from the stadium on Saturday. So that'll be cool. Yeah, we'll both be there. Um, our third co-host, Corey, will be back at the station producing. Putting it, put it on the radio for y'all if you're listening to Craig Way, sweet voice. Yeah, um, so, you know, uh, come out early. Uh, game starts at 11 Central Time. So, you know, if if you get there at 8 in the morning, you're late. Come find Shay at Call Jam Day, maybe? Yeah, we might, uh, you know, be having representing the Lone Star Lowdown with a sign. We need, we'll need to draw that up, get the markers out. <laughs> but, uh yeah, we'll be around. Uh, definitely let us know if you're at the game day experience. We'll let you know where we're at. Uh, we don't have an official tailgate yet, but that could be coming soon. Uh, Maybe next year. Otherwise, yeah, look for all our content coming out from the game. and um, We'll talk some NFL next, but we'll be right back with some more Lone Star Lowdown. Welcome. All right, welcome back to the Lone Star Lowdown. I'm Ty Henderson. We're here with Shea Holt. We're talking a little gridiron gossip. Opening week, Thursday night football tonight. It's not the first Amazon Prime cast, but we do have the Rams and the Bills. Yeah, NBC kickoff game, always a big event. Uh, we've got the Super Bowl champions. It's kind of a tradition to have them play the first game coming back, and they're playing a big-time AFC matchup. Well, I mean, you know, against an AFC foe that, you know, this could be a Super Bowl preview against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, what do you what do you think about this game? Uh, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, it's, you know, college football happened last week or the week before week zero gave us a little taste of what is in store for this season. It was a great uh, first few weeks of, you know, live football. But, you know, the the NFL is still king. It's still what we all really want to see. And uh, I'm excited tonight. We're going to get to see two of what I think will be two of the top five teams in the NFL this season uh, go at it at SoFi Stadium in L.A. I don't think there will be many L.A. Rams fans there because I don't know how many they have still. I think the Oakland Raiders are still the number one team in L.A. or the Las Vegas Raiders now. But uh, I think it will be a good game. I think the Bills pull it out probably by six or seven points. Yeah, you know, I'm going with the Rams in this one. Uh, coming off the Super Bowl, uh, I don't think there'll be much of a hangover. Matthew Stafford, that injury doesn't scare you at all? He said, not, he's, he said he's 100%, but who knows? Yeah, not too much. Um, I think ultimately I like the Rams' defense more than the Bills. I know that Vaughn Miller has basically switched sides, um, and that could, you know, maybe take the Bills' defense to the next level. I know they paid him a lot and, uh, you know, getting some veteran leadership out there. But they were pretty porous against the Chiefs. I maybe don't think the, the Rams are as high level in offense as the Chiefs. 
but I think they'll be able to run the ball more efficiently than the Bills will. Obviously, you have uh, Josh Allen who can you know, take off at any given moment. Uh, I know Matthew Stafford doesn't have that element to his game, but when it comes right down to it, just running the ball um, against the Bills' defensive front, I think the Rams will just be better at that and maybe be able to control the clock a little more. Um, you know, they've got – you know, playmakers all over the field still. You know, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Added Allen Robinson. Yeah, adding Al- Allen Robinson and they're replacing uh, Robert Woods, o- Odell Beckham Jr. Still have the figure. best receiver in the league in Cooper Cup. Exactly. Um, you know, I know they didn't play their best game against Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, that was the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, I think... They still won. Yeah, they, they, they went toe-to-toe with... They beat the former Super Bowl champion in the Buccaneers last year. Uh, they defeated the you know a great defense uh, in the 49ers, a team that can w- run the ball very well. Um, you know, I I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills won this game. I know they're favored, but I'm I'm thinking the Rams will pull it out at home, uh, coming off the Super Bowl victory. All right, well that's a that's a prediction that's going against the grain right there. I don't think I've heard anyone pick the Rams, but you might have just talked me into it a little bit. I haven't I haven't put any money down or anything, but for the means of this podcast, I am taking the the Bills minus two and a half. Um, what other games do we have this weekend? We got Sunday Night Football, Cowboys, Bucks. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, um, I think the Cowboys will probably win that game. A lot of uncertainty coming in for the Buccaneers. You know, Brady had his you know his fake retirement. He was gone a lot of the preseason. Yeah. a lot of training camp. Uh, for undisclosed reasons, personal reasons. Him and, him and Giselle are getting divorced, is what I hear. Yeah, I've, I've you know heard the rumblings about that. I try not to buy, buy in too much to the TMZ-esque nature of the NFL and those, you know, the off-the-field issues. It's not, it's not as bad as the NBA. Yeah, definitely not as bad as the NBA. But, you know, Tom Brady, I would say in the last, you know, five years has become more of a away-from-the-field figure than he ever was. Especially in he's New just, England. He's preparing for life after the NFL. Oh, yeah. And he'll be a uh, titan of the industry going forward. He'll be in the booth. He'll, you know, he'll be like the Terry Bradshaw replacement, I think, going forward um, for the next generation of football fans that won't have the luxury of seeing him or will just catch him at the end of his career. But, you know, the legend of um, living on, uh, you know, him and. Yeah, I think they're going to do a lot of that with Peyton Manning as well. What if what if him and, and Peyton Manning got in the booth together? I know there's not really a play-by-play guy there, but yeah, maybe I think him, would, him, Peyton Manning, and Al Michaels. Yeah, I think that would be fine. I think definitely one of those dudes will get matched up with Al Michaels. I know he's getting a bit older, but um, I think that those. I, I think the Kirk Herbstreet Al Michaels could be good. Yeah, I uh, I know there's been a lot of shakeup in the booths uh, across all the stations. Um, you know, with uh, the old Sunday night crew, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman moving to Monday night, that's going to be kind of ta- It's going to take a few weeks to get used to that kind of stuff. Yeah, but uh, ultimately, uh, you know, Brady, uh, you know, we don't know if they're going to have Godwin uh, ready to go week one. Uh, they'll have Mike Evans. They'll have, you know, Russell Gage. No Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller, yeah, they'll have, you know, and Brady will – be able to get those guys involved in the offense. He's never really had a problem with that at any point in his career. Uh, they're predicting, you know, Fournette to have a really good season. Um, no, this was a this was the first game last year, and it was a close one. I think if we if anyone remembers, the Cowboys had a uh, 
They got scored on late. It should have been an offense pass interference. Uh, there wasn't called. The Bucks won. But it is a rematch, and the, the Bucks lost a lot on the offensive line. I know the Cowboys have too. I think that's going to be the biggest thing to watch for both teams. Um, also, these receivers that aren't named C.D. Lamb on the Cowboys, seeing how they uh, adjust the NFL, to the NFL, playing in the NFL, because a lot of these guys haven't gotten any reps at all or are rookies. Um, Dak Prescott coming back, he's, he's 110% now. I expect him to throw for probably 300 yards, uh, and I think the Cowboys win as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, is that where, where is that game? Is that game? It's in Dallas. Yeah, uh, you know uh, it's going to be on nine eleven. Um, you know I don't know if that's a deciding factor, but you know America's team. That is something to look into. America's team, you know, like the the way the wind's blowing. I just think the Cowboys will get this one off. I don't know that it'll be necessarily a convincing win, but especially after playing last year in a very close affair. I know the Cowboys, you know, losing Amari Cooper. Um, you know they lost some pieces on the defensive side as well. Uh, I just I just feel like they're gonna have able to two pull new this one out. two new starting tackles. Yeah, the uh, the injury to Tyron Smith is definitely concerning going forward throughout the season. I'm interested to see how effective they'll be running the football between uh, Elliott and Pollard. Um, you know Elliott came out and said he had a, you know played through an injury last season. Um, so maybe he'll be a little more ready to go. I know he's, you know, year in, year out, his stats have been declining as far as yards per game goes. I still think he's got something in the tank, though. Um, and I think the Cowboys, you know, Dalton Schultz has really come into his own. They've yeah. got, they've got, they definitely have the advantage as far as tight end goes. Um, you know, it, it, it could go, again, it could go either way. It's the NFL, but I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys in that one. Um, for a variety of reasons, and yeah, home field Sunday night. Um, you know, I think it it'll do a lot for the NFL if they get the win and the hype, and then you start we'll start hearing the you know uh, the Brady. You know, oh, is he too old? <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, I'm sure he'll win the Super Bowl. And then you know, I think they'll probably rattle the, the Bucks will probably rattle off five after this. But uh, yeah, so I know we don't have the schedule in front of us, but the, was there any other games so you thought we should hit? Before you close out today's show, um, you know, uh, Minnesota's playing Green Bay prime time. Uh, well, we know Kirk Cousins isn't winning that game. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, three three twenty five. You that's know, that's not prime time. Well, it's it's probably like America's game of the week or whatever, right? Well, that's just Fox's prime time. Yeah, but it's going to be a highly watched game uh, prior to uh, prior to the Sunday night affair. Uh, Zadarius Smith switching sides, uh, you know, Green Bay's offense without Devontae Adams. We'll have to see what's what's there. They've got some great running backs. Uh, we'll see what Aaron Rodgers can do with that offense. Um, I think that'll be a high-scoring game. I'm going to take the Packers in that one. Um, I'll take the Packers as well. Yeah, and then uh, the only other game that definitely I'm Those looking Raiders Chargers. To, Raiders Chargers will be a great game. That's... Uh, you know, obviously a very historic rivalry. Um, we'll see who pulls that one out. Obviously, Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. So the Raiders are supposed to have a very dynamic offense uh, between Adams, Renfro, Jacobs, uh, Waller. Uh, Foster Morrow. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, should be able to put up points this year. And obviously the Chargers adding all those pieces on the defensive side uh, between, you know, Khalil Mack and um, – also retaining a very uh, highly efficient offense. J- 
Justin Herbert going into year three, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Austin Eckler. Joshua Palmer, name to look out for, the rookie last year. Um, and, yeah, so we'll just have to see how that one goes. I think that one could also go either way. I know they played a very um, a very interesting game uh, at the, the conclusion of last year's regular season. The Raiders took that game uh, in overtime. Uh, so you know, no, lo- there'll be no love lost between those teams, and we'll just, uh, you know, it'll it'll be a big game as far as the AFC wet, uh, the AFC West is concerned, because that's going to be a very competitive division. Uh, another team playing this weekend out of that division, the uh, Denver Broncos will be playing the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. It'll be Russell Wilson's first game uh, since the parting. It'll be a Monday night matchup. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't thinking Seattle's going to be very good this year. Uh, who are they trotting out? Geno Smith? Geno Smith at the starting quarterback position. Uh, you know, I know they've lost a lot, but Pete Carroll's a great coach. Um, Denver. Uh, Is he, though? Well, I mean. I think he won, like, 15 games in the NFL before he had Russell Wilson as his head coach. As his quarterback, yeah. Or his quarterback, He's, my bad. You know, um, I know they want to be a run-first offense. Uh, you know, they they've – not done a great job developing talent since the height of their you know short-lived dynasty with the Legion of Boom, Bobby Wagner and company. Um, but it's the NFL. It's going to be a very emotional game uh, for Russell Wilson and company. Russell Wilson's going to have a lot of adjustments to make. Uh, he's going to have a new slew of receivers between Judy, Sutton, and Patrick. Patrick's out for the year. Oh, he's out completely. Okay, well... Um, you know, uh, they're going to have, I think, a better running attack with Williams and Gordon in Denver. Um, I'm interested to see the offensive line play. It, you know, that was a big problem for Russell Wilson, uh, at, you know, towards the end of his career in Seattle, uh, just having to move around too much and make, you know, make too many of the plays on offense. But ultimately, I think the Broncos will win that game because they're a more talented roster. All right, cool. Well, any other games? Uh, nothing to jump off the page. We'll I definitely mean. put out some stuff on Sunday, some live content. Yeah. Probably be all sitting here talking through the game, so I think that'll be cool. Definitely look forward to some, yeah, some TikTok live that, uh, you know, y'all can engage with us and maybe, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, it'll be, it, you know, it'll be a work in progress, but uh, we hope to have some good content for y'all. All right. Well, I think that does it for me, Ty Henderson. Shea Holt. Um, and... Make sure to check out all of our social media, like we said at the beginning of the episode. We really appreciate y'all liking and following us on Spotify or wherever you're listening. So keep at it and hook them. Hey, Ross, sauce it up. I'm afraid of being average, and I'm battling it every day. I'm stuck in a loop, round and round we go. Everybody say, you really paying to get zoos? I scream for more, she won't get us.